Welcome to the Human Flourishing Project. I'm your host, Alex Epstein. The title of today's episode is The Case for Achieving Only 80% of Your Potential. The Case for Achieving Only 80% of Your Potential. I hope that's sufficiently provocative. Before I get into that, I want to remind people in the last couple of weeks I've talked about a certain survey and it's a survey to collect examples of truly great content. So if you haven't heard the episodes, go listen to them. But basic, the short version is go to tinyurl.com slash trulygreatcontent3. That's the number three, tinyurl.com slash trulygreatcontent3. And then pick a topic. And then with that topic, any topic that you're passionate about or interested in or have recommendations about, then pick five pieces of great content that you'd recommend to someone else. And then the deal is that if you do that, then I'll share with you the recommendations of everyone else. And so far, we've had dozens and dozens of these come in, and I shared some of them last week, and we've had even more come in. I'm potentially going to shut this down in the next week, so make sure that you fill it out by, say, May 1st to guarantee that you're going to get the results. And then in early May, I will share the results, but you won't get the results in, unless you fill out the survey. So again, tinyurl.com slash trulygreatcontent3. Okay, let's go to the case for achieving only 80% of your potential. So I'll tell you the, the story of how I became recently obsessed by this idea, which I realize has led me to a lot of success in the past when I followed it and then led me to a lot of frustration when I didn't follow it. So this past weekend, I was doing some fun stuff and I decided at some point, you know what, I, I want to, uh, in preparation for my week, I want to go read some Dan Sullivan. Dan Sullivan is the creator of Strategic Coach, uh, and I am in one of his programs called the 10X program, and I also know him pretty well, and he's been a good, uh, you know, a good ally of mine and supporter of mine and helper of me in a, in a bunch of ways. And also he was a big recommender of my book, The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels, and I, that's actually how I got to know him because I think he read the review in the Wall Street Journal and anyway, we got to know each other. And the thing that I really like about Dan and the reason why I mention him on this podcast probably more than anybody else is that of all the people who give any kind of business coaching or advice, he's the one who's most focused on what I call human flourishing. And in the following sense, he's really... You can tell he really loves entrepreneurs. He's obsessed with entrepreneurs. He he loves he he believes in what they do. He thinks it's moral. He finds them fascinating. He likes to be around them. I don't know if he likes to be around any other kind of person, but he really loves entrepreneurs, and he really cares about entrepreneurs in this in the sense of he wants entrepreneurs to enjoy being entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs, and he'll often talk about entrepreneurial freedom. And he'll talk about you know you want as an entrepreneur you want you want it to you want your business to be something that liberates you you want more what he'll call freedom of purpose freedom of relationship freedom of time freedom of money and it's it's just a, it's very it's very focused on what i would call the flourishing 
of the entrepreneur. I know he likes the, the term human flourishing a lot and has actually encouraged me to use it. In fact, he was the one who really inspired the creation of the Human Flourishing Project and encouraged me to go in this direction. So when Dan is coaching and writing and speaking and podcasting, he he one thing that, that emerges is that he's really focused on what is going to lead entrepreneurs to the best result and the most enjoyable process. So the best result and the most enjoyable process. And one thing I notice all the time when I'm reading him is that he'll often think he'll he'll often talk about it as a game, like entrepreneurship as a game and he'll talk about himself or other people will call him a game changer and the emphasis there is that as an entrepreneur and really as an individual, you get to set rules in your life. And you need if there are rules that you're following that are not getting you good results and that are not enjoyable, you should question those rules and see if you can come up with other rules. I think that's just a, a great mindset to have. And I find that more than occasionally when I'm listening to Dan or talking to Dan, I'll realize, oh, I accepted some kind of rule that isn't actually serving me. So he's really has really interesting thoughts on how to set rules for yourself that enable you to, as I would put it, to actually flourish, to get really good results and to have an enjoyable process. Now, one idea that he's had or one concept he's had in his programs that has never made much sense to me, I never felt like I got it, was something he calls the 80% advantage. So I was, this weekend, I was thinking, oh, I should read some Dan Sullivan. And then I saw he has this little book, The 80% Advantage. And I thought, oh, well, let me let me check out that book. I'm curious. I don't know if I had ever heard him describe it. I had heard others describe it and coaches describe it, but I'd never been fully clear on it. So I decided to to read this book. As he has a lot of short books, so it's a pretty quick read. And first of all, I would just say this is this is a really great book, maybe my favorite of his, even leaving aside the the 80% advantage specific concept. It's just a really great overview of how entrepreneurs and other people will often make themselves miserable by taking a certain approach to projects. And part of that approach is that they have to do the project. Um, and I'll be using my terminology here. So if, uh, if you want to read Dan's version, which I suggest, find that book online, The 80% Advantage. But I'll, this is my interpretation of it. But when people are focused on, okay, I've got to do this project myself and I've got to do it to 100% of potential, he observes that there often is a lot of procrastination involved when that happens. There's a lot of delay. There's a lot of kind of advanced thinking and planning that actually deters engagement. And it's justified by a certain kind of perfectionism. But then he says, I have observed that in practice, when I just engage with a project and just say, okay, I'm just going to do 80% of the project, then then good things start to happen. And he has an interesting diagram, which I never fully uh, understood. And I'm going to suggest my own version of in a second. But the basic idea is take a big square and then Take four-fifths as a square, fill it in. So draw a line that has four-fifths on one side, one-fifth on the other, fill it in, and then that's you've done 80% of your project. But then if you take the remaining blank part, fill in four-fifths of that, and then you've done 
96% of the project. And then you fill in four-fifths of that, and then you've done 99.2% of the project. So his idea is you can you don't just have to think of, I'm going to do 100% of the project. You can just think, I'm going to keep doing 80% of what remains. And there are different ways of thinking of doing that. And the idea is if you divide it up that way, often that will cause you to engage more quickly and get better results. So th- there's definitely something powerful here. But I, I started thinking about, okay, how does this... How does this apply to writing? Because that's that's the thing that I, I think about most. And then this led me to this idea of, okay, the, the case for achieving only 80% of my potential, although you'll see it actually leads to uh, something much better. But I found that when I'm writing, and let's say I'm working on an outline, like a, a draft uh, of an outline, and it's complex, and I have a lot of ambition for the project. I think, you know, I really, I really have a vision for how good this could be, and I want an outline that achieves 100% of the potential of the vision. Well, what, what happens? Well, that often creates a lot of pressure on me. I think, well, is this, is this the way to do it? Is this the way to do it? Is this the way to do it? And it often is, is stifling me. And so that's an interesting thing. And so that definitely makes it less enjoyable to feel stifled and to have and to just have that kind of pressure. Uh, and then it's all worry about it and all kinds of things. But then I've noticed, okay, if I say, well, you know what? I'm just my goal is pretty quickly. I just want to create an outline that's 80 percent good enough. That's 80 percent of potential. And I can always go back to it later or have someone else look at it. This doesn't have to be the final version, but I'm going to do 80 percent. Now, something fascinating happens here. One is that, so the first thing is that I can do it quick, more, much more quickly and usually much more enjoyably in part because I'm relaxed. So I notice it takes much less time to do 80% than 100%. Now, you might think, well, of course it takes less time. But interestingly, it may take about a fifth of the time. And one one thing that confirms this is the 80-20 rule. So here's a different perspective on the 80-20 rule. The 80-20 rule is the idea that 20% of the effort you put in is responsible for 80% of the results. So 20% of the effort you put in is responsible for 80% of the result. Well, then another perspective on that is if you think of the result as 100%, it means that one-fifth of, it takes one-fifth of the time to get 80% as it does to get 100%. So that's interesting. And then also, it's I find myself much more uninhibited at 80% because I don't think everything has to be perfect. And sometimes I even think of things I wouldn't think of otherwise, and I definitely don't get stuck in the same way. It's just, it's a totally different dynamic. So it's faster and it's more enjoyable. So that's that's one thing. But then that's just the first, so the first advantage is that it has this uh, efficiency. It's an efficient and enjoyable use of my ability. But then here's where it really gets interesting. So one thing is that I can delegate it. So I can then delegate the rest of the project or I can delegate any chunk of the project to somebody else. So I'll even do it in something where I'm not delegating much like like an outline. So let's say I have um, when I particularly on my first version of Moral Case for Fossil Fuels, uh, I mentioned in the acknowledgments a guy named Greg Salmieri, who's a friend of mine and a, and a really good philosopher, and he would give me a lot of help with the outline. And looking back on that, I would see, you know, when he's helping me, he's not thinking, oh, I need to do this to 100% of my potential. He's just saying, look, I need to do a good job on this. But interestingly, with his philosophical perspective, 
plus the fact that he's not the one writing the thing, which gives you a lot more objectivity and distance from a piece of writing, he could, he if, if I wrote an 80% outline and then gave it to him, he could give me feedback that would then allow me to make the outline way better than my original 100% conception, because my original 100% conception was limited by my ignorance at the beginning of the project, which is always going to be substantial. So interestingly, I can actually get to more than 100% more quickly by bringing in another person and bringing in their unique abilities, and even if they're just using 80%. So that's, and, and then if you think in business, you can do this all the time. If you just keep getting 80% of different people's, people doing something to 80% of their potential, but their potential is really high in different different ways, what Dan Sullivan would call their unique ability is different, then you can get a project that's way better than you could conceive of doing yourself. So that's one really cool dynamic. But then another cool dynamic, which particularly appeals to me in writing, is that once I've done the first version of 80% of my potential, I have engaged with the project in a way that gives me much more knowledge about the project. So once I've created an 80% outline, I have much more clarity about what a great outline on this will be. It's not like I fully knew it in advance, because if I fully knew it in advance, then it would have, I could have just written it effortlessly. It would just be in my head. It would be like giving the alphabet, right? I can do that to 100% because I know what 100% is fully in advance. So I noticed that when I do the first 80% and one-fifth the time, then my 100% increases. So my, my potential increases. And then if I do another pass, I do another 80%, so I don't put the pressure on myself. But then that second outline, even if it takes two hours versus the five hours for the original 100% outline, that could already be better. And then another 80%, it's, it's not 80% of my initial potential, it's 80% of my evolving potential. And then when you're working with other people, you're getting these 80% of their evolving potential, of your of your collective potential. And that's when you get to really, really interesting things. So when I look back at a lot of my career, I can see, oh, there were certain points in time where I just did, I just, I didn't say, have this idea of, oh, I have to do this 100% of potential right now. I just had this idea of, okay, I'm going to focus. I'm going to do something good. So 80% is kind of a good thing. I'm going to do a good thing that I'm currently capable of doing. And then either I'm going to revisit it later when I'll have more capability or I'll bring, and, or I'll bring in other people's capabilities. And what I find is that is really powerful and it is, it is way more enjoyable, and it is way faster. So I think of this as, as a perfect example of a Dan Sullivan-type thing where we're focused on what is going to lead to a great result and what's going to lead and what's going to be an enjoyable process. It's way more enjoyable to just have the freedom and the relaxation and the engagement of doing something at 80% and really doing it versus having this obligation and duty of 100% and then having all kinds of perfectionism and procrastination and not actually getting as good a result. So now I think of it as I have no idea what my ultimate potential is, but I know that the way of getting there, of, of not even getting there, because there is a, that's a problematic way to think of it, but in terms of just seeing how far can I go, a lot of the path there is just do good stuff 
like keep doing good stuff, which is different than, you know, but it's not, it's not even the stuff it's, it's, it's on an assignment level. So for any assignment that I give myself for any block of work, try to do something to 80% of my potential. And then that will be fast. That will, uh, that will get me something good. And then that will get me a much higher potential for the future. So I can see if, if I have a, if I keep doing my 80% potential and then I bring in other people who are really good to do 80% of their potential to do things in these chunks, then overall we're going to get a far, far better result. One more comment on this is that there's a lot of psychology in this idea of 100% of your potential, or sometimes it's called 100% self-actualization. And there, there's a lot of of danger with that kind of focus. It has a, it has a religious duty kind of quality sometimes, which is just, I have to, I have to be a hundred percent. Now, what is a hundred percent? Well, I really have no idea what a hundred percent is, but it's it. And I'm kind of either doing it and then I can feel okay or I'm not. And then I should feel bad. So this is what Dan Sullivan would call a, I've mentioned this, I think in episode three, a gap way of thinking. So gap means that you're always focused on the gap between yourself and then some undefined, unachievable ideal versus focusing on the gain that you've made from where you were before. And he's very encouraging of focus on on the gain. And with if I'm doing work in these 80% chunks, I can see lots and lots of gains and I can just ask generally, hey, how far is it uh, possible for me to go. It's exciting. Hey, maybe I can do this. Hey, maybe I can do this. But I don't feel like those future attainments, which I don't even know all the details of, I don't feel like, oh, those, I'm not allowed to enjoy myself until I'm there. It's like, there's no there. That's that's an off way of thinking about it. There's, or, or I can think of it as I'm already there. And then it's just about how do I, how do I enjoy exercising my current capabilities to achieve things and then how do I keep growing my capabilities in the future, which is another Dan Sullivan idea. He has a, a, a new little book called Capabilism, which is, is really interesting because it's, it's focused on he's arguing that the desire to expand one's capabilities is a fundamental human motivation, which is much more plausible to me than many other attempts to ascribe fundamental human motivations. And it's certainly a fundamental motivation that I can relate to where when I feel like my capabilities are growing that is a really, really fun state to be in. And that's a state that I can be in when I'm just saying, hey, I'm going to do this to 80% of my capability and then I'm going to keep growing versus I have to do this to 100% of my capability right now, which is much less enjoyable. So the case, how did I put it? The case for achieving only 80% of your potential, but it's not really that. It's it's really you're exploring the limitless potential of your life through this very effective tactic of just doing assignments 80% at a time and liberating yourself and enjoying the process. So I hope you enjoy that idea and let me know how if you get any kind of use of it. Feel free to comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash human flourishing project. If you have any questions, comments, love mail, or hate mail, you can email me at alex at alexepstein.com. And to sign up for weekly notices of when the new shows are out, go to humanflourishingproject.com. Once again, to 
to recommend some truly great content and to get amazing recommendations from other people, make sure to go to tinyurl.com slash content 3 That's it for this week. Enjoy achieving 80% of your potential next week. I'll talk to everyone soon. Until next time, I'm Alex Epstein. This has been the Human Flourishing Project.